Today is Lucy's 10th year wedding anniversary, and they've been years of love and bliss with a husband that adores her and two wonderful kids to whom she's dedicated. A home is a union made in heaven, the dream of every woman, and the envy of her friends. Lucy is all dressed up for a date with her husband, but as she picks up her phone, she looks in the mirror and wonders where it all went wrong. Dennis came into her life four months ago. He was tall, dark, witty, and handsome. He was posted to her office as the new branch manager and sometimes flirted casually with her. She believed this was innocent workplace flirting that wouldn't hurt. One day, after working late into the night, Dennis offered her a ride home. One thing led to another and they kissed. She felt really rotten and promised herself that it would never happen again. But seeing him daily weakened her resolve and she gradually let down her guard. Looking at herself in the mirror, she remembers the two times they had sex and doesn't know how she would go on this date with her husband and act like everything was normal. This story is typical of what a lot of people go through in their relationships. You're married but have a colleague that you're fond of or you're in a serious relationship yet falling in love with a classmate. Or is it an ex who suddenly started reaching out to you or just someone that you enjoy their company and spend lots of time with either physically or on WhatsApp? On this lovecast, you would be musing with Sassy on the issue of unfaithfulness in relationships. It's quite disheartening that faithfulness in relationships is no longer viewed as important. I know someone who got asked out by two different men in the space of two weeks and guess what, they were both married. This same lady also had an encounter with a married friend of hers who just wanted her to be his sex partner just because his wife denies him sexual intimacy back home. Unfortunately, the idea that variety is the spice of life has also skimmed its way into relationships and so it's seemingly impossible to stay faithful to one partner. I understand that people who cheat are not habitual cheats. Yeah, just like Lucy in the story, one thing usually leads to another and they plunge headlong into escapades they never planned for. Usually the issue is one who cheats realizes a void, a sense of emotional vacuum that needs to be filled like a yearn for love, for affection, affirmation, revalidation and assurance. They just feel something is wrong and they go all out in search for it. These needs, however, have only two approaches, satisfy or stifle. You either get to meet them or ignore them. But being very human, the need for love or the need to be loved is basic and just must be satisfied. So, the contest right now is who fills the void? What exactly is a miss? 
Or is it that people just can't stay faithful? Just why do people cheat? Some people would argue that cheating is premeditated and in agreement I would say you had ample time to think it through and probably retreat your steps but still chose to cheat. So whether or not to cheat was your decision to make and you gave in. In fairness though, the events that lead to cheating are usually not pre-planned. You most probably didn't foresee that your partner would one day start traveling a lot after a promotion then leaving you to hold tightly to your pillows on cold horny nights or that you would meet a friend who would warm your hearts just like your partner does. Although extramarital affairs or cheating cannot be hinged on what your partner does or doesn't do. So the fact that your partner doesn't seem to satisfy you or they appear like they don't even care enough or that they are just not exactly what you expected of them are basically excuses and can't justify cheating. And to be honest with you, if cheating must stop, you have to be sincere with yourself and take responsibility for your actions. One of my respondents from the Butterflies Migration episode mentioned that people who cheat have innate tendencies to cheat. But I'm thinking, which of us actually being human doesn't have the tendencies to play the fool or behave badly sometimes? The propensity to do wrong lies in the human nature. We naturally gravitate towards wrongdoing and in fact, in every human, there is a king and a simp. That is, the wise part of you and the not very wise part of you. So it is a part of you that you pay the most attention to that makes the most of your decisions. Therefore, to say cheating tendencies are inherent is both acceptable and not. For this reason, to save us the heartache that cheating brings, I would like to highlight some red flags that may lead to cheating in relationships. The first red flag is the opposite sex confidant or best friend. This kind of friend is usually closer to you than your partner and has the privilege of sharing your pains and your hurts, even the hurts from your partner. Sincerely, pains and hurts have a way of stirring up our love emotions and bonding us and in fact, it exposes the relationship because the person you are sharing with now is privy to some facts that you or your partner aren't aware of and may take advantage of you at the slightest opportunity. I usually advise that people marry their best friends, but if you didn't marry your best friend, you should make your partner one by a simple method of diversion and redirection. So if there's any confidential matter to discuss with your now ex-best friend, you should just take it to your new best friend and it's that simple. Also, if there are issues in your relationship and it seems you can't talk to your partner, then speak to a trusted close friend who would not take advantage of the information you share with them to wreck your relationship or cause you more heartache. 
This trusted close friend I recommend should be a member of the same sex with you and if you lack such a friend, please speak to a counselor. The second red flag is the flirting friend. One who tends to ignite flames of fire in you through virtual and physical gestures like some ways of looking at you, some suggestive eye contact, some sensuous touches and the highest ranking of them, WhatsApp chats, oh my. Flirting of any kind should not be ignored or downplayed at all because it is like a seed. It can grow big and I mean really, really big. So it has to be nipped in the bud before it ripens up and blows up in your face. Virtual flirting seems like the easiest of them actually because it seems easy to sit back behind your phones or whatever device you're using while you exchange passion seamlessly via a means that provides you with a sense of secrecy. And trust me, that's one of the major things with cheating, in fact, like the first thing. Because you get to tell yourself, no one will find out and this gives you the confidence to go on with it. What you share virtually, in quotes now, might seem stronger than what you actually feel when you meet the person face to face. So when you get to meet them face to face, you're like a highly inflammable tank of fuel that collides with fire. And what do you expect? Boom! An explosion. The third red flag is the secret keeper. The secret keeper has some information about themselves that are not known to their partners or a part of them that seems secret and unreachable. Yeah, I understand the place of privacy as some people would claim where they want to maintain their corners, but I strongly recommend that in relationships, especially one leading to a marriage or even in marriage, you should be as open as a book to your partner. Your partner should be able to vouch for you. In fact, I see nothing bad in it if your partner has a knowledge of even your past experiences. What if you feel it's long dead and forgotten, but rises up to hound you or hurt your relationship in the near future? What if someone that knows about it threatens to use it against you or you do whatever they ask? And to avoid blackmail, you want to do what they ask. That's the thing about secrets. In most cases, someone usually knows. Errors are strengthened by secrecy, I must tell you. Secrecy is the assassin for trust. It is the force for wrongdoing. So if there's any error you've committed, whether present or in the past, be open enough to your partner. And I tell you, at the sight of light, errors are ashamed and they lose their power. Opening up draws you closer to hell, more than you can ever imagine and of course, it may hurt now, just give it some time because I must be sincere with you, it will definitely hurt now, but you just give it some time and you will both be fine. So this is where I draw the curtain on this episode of Musing with Sassy. Please join me on the next episodes till we lay this matter to a rest. Do you know why people cheat? Or have you had a personal experience that you would like to share with us? 
do follow my Instagram handle at Musing with Sassy. That is at M-U-S-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-S-A-S-Y to drop your comments. And if you have any personal questions that you would like me to prefer solutions to, to the best of my knowledge, send a mail with the subject, Dear Sassy, to sassonelladebi at gmail.com. That is S-A-S-O-N-E-L-A-D-E-B-I-Y-I at gmail.com. And note, please, that Dear Sassy is a segment of this love cast that treats questions and on this segment i don't use your real names no i don't so you can rest assured that your secrets are safe with me thanks very much for listening and have a pleasant week ahead of you bye